The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and boy, are we going behind the scenes in Hollywood today. I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, my favorite person, and yours, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Boland. Hello, hello, hello. G'day, uh, g'day. And uh, explain what we mean by really going behind, behind the scenes. We are going to be talking to a few different assistants today. We're going to be talking to an assistant from Voice America, so she's not going to be allowed to say anything bad. I'm going to be talking to my assistant who never does anything but say things that are bad um, and an assistant to, named Noah to a gentleman named Eric Zuli that I work with from Easy Way on and off uh, and we're going to be talking about different aspects of Hollywood, what it's like to work with the studios, to work indie, to work uh, with the internet and really kind of what a shit show it is. Um, I started, you know, I started as the assistant to one of the presidents over at Viacom for Paramount and oh my God, he was a caricature from the 1940s and he insulted everybody. Mm. So there was that. Is he still current? No, he died a few years back. Um, I, I really miss him. We used to, he, his, his name was Paul as well. Mm-hmm. And he was, God, he was a son of a bitch. Alexis was so afraid of him when he'd call, she wouldn't even answer the phone. She'd run into the other room and throw the phone at me. Mm, well, you know, at, at least she's letting you know a call's coming in. <laughs> I knew it was Paul when she screamed, He's calling! <laughs> and run. Yeah, he only had one volume, which was Scream. Mm, okay. But he's the guy I tell stories about when I say I had an executive try and throw a stapler at a director and it hit me and I got in trouble for not ducking. That's the guy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Putting putting up with all of his shit. People, Uh, don't throw staplers and assistants, don't throw phones. Yeah. Seriously. I think something, you, you put up with a lot of shit. I, I got to a point where the only person that could call me and talk to me the way he did was Paul. Mm-hmm. But it's the price you pay for that kind of knowledge. I was always a kid to him. He wished I was a boy and consistently said that. God, I wish you were a guy. You would be so much better at your job. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm excellent at my job. He's like, yeah, but if you had a dick, people would take you more seriously. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like thanks, thanks. Yeah. It's like I wish you weren't born a girl. I'm like you realize you're not my parent. I got enough of that from my dad. Yeah, I don't know really know what to do with that. So yeah. <laughs> well, what was it? Oh, you're too smart to be a girl. I can. There's nothing I can do to add to that without. <laughs> yeah. So what else are we doing today? All right. Yeah. I will of yeah. course have Doctor Russ on in about in a few minutes. Uh, we had a lot of write-ins about the shooting. I don't particularly want to get into that, but I do want to say um, my heart absolutely breaks 
for everybody that's involved in that, for everyone that lost someone. And no matter which side of the issue you stand on, I think mm -hmm. it's important that our kids are safe. Agreed. Agreed. And if anybody wanted, like, because I am a big supporter of the Second Amendment, and uh, anybody wants to hit me up on either Twitter or Facebook, I'd be happy to talk rational about any sort of gun control legislation. Yeah. Well, I think there needs to be some, but I think you can't go too far one way or the other. Mm -hmm. No, some improvements definitely need to be made. That's, you know, and that's coming from a lifetime NRA member. Um, and, and for those of you that, that don't know, I, I shoot, I have since I was little, um, my 11 year old has a gun. She's got a little, a little pink 22 rifle. That is kept in that, a very, at a stored in a safe place and not in her possession. It is, only brought with, to, yeah. it is kept with my ex-husband who is a police officer in the LAPD. See, there you go. And the very safe place is nowhere near me. Um, <laughs> no enemy because I do not, um, I can clean it, take it apart and put it back together. Mm. But I grew up in a country where the only people that had guns were farmers with rifles and police officers and military with handguns, um, and film people. There were exceptions if you were in the film industry or there was a really good reason, but you had mm. to petition to have one. Um, so I have, I come from that area on it. So I think if you do have questions on it, Paul's the right person to talk to because you guys have to remember I'm not an American. So the Second Amendment for me is a whole different thing. Um, mm. But I am actually very, I'm very, very pro-gun. So mm. <laughs> go figure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think the fact that this has been turned, I think it's good, it's good that we're having the conversation. But mm -hmm. I hate that these kids are having to petition to have something done. I think it's great that they are. Well, I think it's I, great they're doing it, but they shouldn't have to. True, and what they're they're they need to be a little bit more specific in what they're asking. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's that, like that's do something. With, I don't that's know. the problem with having kids do it is they're not specific, and that's why I say they shouldn't have to. The adults in the room should handle this and not have put the kids in the position where they feel well, they hey, need. My, my political bias is showing the left needs to actually figure out exactly what they want too. You know, the I'm adults in the room. The left need to right. that, when I say the know. adults in the room, yeah. I mean every congressman, every everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't care which side of the aisle they're on. Like, there's, there's no reason kids should be petitioning for this, and I don't think that's fair. I think it's great that kids are getting political, but they don't know what they're asking for. Or talking about. Unfortunately, or, a lot of people on the left don't know what they're asking for either. Right? So, and that's it. And I think there yeah. needs to be a lot more education about it. Um, but we did exactly what I didn't want to say. <laughs> like, we're talking about it. Yeah, I just wanted go. to say, you know, I, my, my heart absolutely breaks. We've had um, 18 mass shootings since the beginning of the year now. Oh, that's not. No, yeah, it is. In the no. provinces, I put it online. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. That, that, you mean eighteen school shootings? Yeah, yeah. The first, the first one they count happened on the third, and that was a guy who committed suicide in the parking lot of a school that had been closed for seven months. No, 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 no. Mass shootings, meaning more than one person mm -hmm. with an AR-15 or higher. And then the, uh, I'll send you the thing on it. Please do, because I mean, I've, uh, I've been hearing the eighteen uh, school shootings since. And, no, I mean, whoever's, saying, whoever's saying that's full of shit. Mm -hmm. Basically, what it was, was they heard someone say it was 18 school shootings. It's not 18 school shootings. It was 18 mass shootings. Mm. And mass means 
two or more people. Right. So That's, not active shooters. I think no. we only had two of those, which is yeah. what people tend, tend to think about when they talk about mass shootings. There you go. So the, and that's every the Bloomberg group every time for gun safety has whittled down to the, the numbers so that only two so I mean even though like you've uh, Australia's only had like maybe one or two mass shootings since the big one. But if they go but it be but if you go by that, you get one like every other month. And that's but that's the problem. People are quantifying it differently and I had yeah. some people writing in on Twitter to the show saying, well, we've had 18 school shootings and I wanted to clarify, that's just not true. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm for gun control, 100%. We need to do something to fix this and we should not have, you know, 18-year-olds with bump stocks and full automatic weapons and just their right. 18-year-olds shouldn't have guns. I'm sorry. And again, for the record, nobody has fully automatics and bump, even Trump is okay with the, and the NRA wanted the mm -hmm. bump stocks to be regulated back in 2010. And they asked the ATF, F, uh, uh, I'm a gun guy. We can let those go, guys. You know, so. You know. Well, I can make any, I can make a semi-automatic and automatic. My dad taught me how to do that when I was a kid. Yeah, um, that's a thing. But the bump <laughs> stocks make it really easy. Yeah. So, you know, so we can let those go. So. I think it's, well, I don't think it's a matter of letting things go. I think we need some common sense and shit, we're on it. Well, that's um, what I mean. It, at the very <laughs> least, it needs to be regulated by the ATF. But I think the, the one that kind of got to me really bad mm. was one of the fellas said, well, uh, they were having an argument. You had, you know, somebody who's, who's way left and somebody who's way right having this uh -huh. argument. And the guy on the left is saying, well, these kids, uh, you know, want this regulation and I'm like, well, the kids don't exactly know what they want. And the guy on the right's like, well, you can't take away people's right to own guns. And, you know, a, a teenager doesn't know what they're talking about. And I'm thinking, well, then don't give an 18-year-old a gun. Like, I, I have a solution. You shut up and you shut up. <laughs> like that. It was simple. Yeah, I mean, um, the I, I applaud the kids for speaking their minds and speaking. And they're actually doing pretty well saying, you know, under, you know, under the immense pressure of national scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm all for free speech, you know, but just let's find a way and actually, you Do know, properly. Yes, we don't want to go. We don't want to go hysterical one way or the other, mm -hmm. and that's the big thing. Yeah. You don't want to. So much misinformation out there, and you didn't want to. And you didn't want to talk about this, but this is no, what we're doing. <laughs> I've got people. I've got people writing in as we go, Paul. Fair enough. <laughs> Send them over to me. <laughs> Everyone go to poll and stop telling me it's 18 school shootings. It's not. And for those of you that are saying kids don't know what they're talking about, well, if they're 18 and they're not smart enough to talk about politics, they shouldn't be smart enough to own a gun. Just saying. Yeah, I think those kids are minors that are talking. But No, know. some of them were 18, mm, and that's what they're yeah, saying. Like, if you're 18 and you can own a gun, you can talk about gun ownership. That's fair. If you don't think they can talk about gun ownership, they shouldn't be able to own it. If you think they should be able to own it, they should be able to talk about it. Well, I think it, that shuts everyone up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's free to, you know, everybody has freedom of speech, but, you know, let's, like, kind of, you know, if we want to get something done, let's come together, you know, and figure something out. So just kicking everyone's ass is not uh, the right way to go, I'm getting. No, 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 no. That's probably for the best. Yeah. 
Okay. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with Dr. Ross. We talked about exactly what we didn't want to talk about. I wanted to talk about the freaking Me Too and how it's moving into factories and different places, places that I think people are even more victimized than they are in Hollywood because, you know, uh, somebody, especially migrants who come here that don't have the protections are victimized a lot more and are talking about that. That's what I wanted to talk about, Paul. Mm -hmm. And on this. So screw you guys on Twitter. I love you, but Jesus, you're all grounded. (laughs) Um, When we come back, we are going to have Noah Brown. Dr. Ross. Dr. Ross. No, it's Dr. Ross. Then we're Mm going to have on uh, Noah Brown and Stephanie Hall. Of course, Alexis, my assistant, and I'm going to be talking from that perspective too. We're going to be talking about what it's like to be a PA, be an assistant, be an intern, um, and be at the bottom of the ladder. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin for that fabulous, fabulous music. You always make it sound so epic. I, of course, like to welcome to the show um, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, and my favorite doctor and yours, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. So we have some interesting... 
It's well, we always like having you on. We had a whole bunch of write-ins about something called cool sculpting, and then when we haven't asked about it, we got a lot of abusive emails about cool sculpting. So we're going to ask about it this week in the questions. Okay. So yeah, I have we a have some thoughts on it. Well, that the also first... is uh, um, uh, kissing cousin to lip a light, um, but. Uh, Would you uh, kindly uh, read the question, uh, Summer? Of course. Our first question is from Jill in Quincy, Massachusetts. And the question is, does lipo, light or cool sculpting, actually work? Well, these are techniques that the latest variety of uh, liposuction uh, will not enable you to lose weight. There may be some uh, sometimes uh, cosmetic benefits uh, for these uh, often uh, expensive procedures. Um, there's one interesting medical application is harvesting of stem cells. Uh, they can be used orthopedically in your back or uh, in your knees. Uh, these are also expensive um, procedures that are still kind of in the realm of experimentation. So you really need to uh, ask uh, the folks who you're dealing with what kind of success rate they've had, how many, how many times they've had stem cell uh, transplant. But basically the, those procedures that you're describing, uh, the, the uh, listener asks if they actually work well, they don't work for weight loss. And I say that because that's the, uh, the real focus of, uh, of our discussions uh, mm-hmm. is weight loss. Uh, cosmetics is a whole different um, area. Well, I always look at people that get this done and they end up having a stomach like Tara Reed's. I've never, ever actually seen it done well when people have tried to lose weight that way. And I work with a lot of models that have done it, and it ended all of their careers, without exception. Cold sculpting? What exactly is it? I don't know. Well, it's freezing uh, the, the fat cells, and uh, it kills the fat cells so they don't uh, grow back. But uh, And these are perfect, these are techniques that are bringing liposuction uh, a step further, and those uh, results that you're describing, Summer, are reduced because uh, you're acting in an area that's uh, more circumscribed. But uh, I'll have to say I I had the same experience that you did looking at some of these results. It it just looks lumpy, bumpy, and... uh, uh, not not really worth the the expense. They're they're expensive techniques, but you know if you see a, a someone who has a good reputation and a good results, uh, uh, I, I'm not the the person to dissuade you from from having it done. But it, it's not going to enable you to lose weight. I have to. I'm going to butt in here just because I know Dr. Russ is saying he's not going to dissuade you. I've had friends. Again, Victoria's Secret models have gone to the best surgeons in Beverly Hills, best surgeons in South Korea, and it's never, ever gone well. Please don't do it. Follow the pump springs. Like, just don't. 
Sorry, <laughs> that was. I had to throw that in. I've just. I've only ever seen it go terribly. Yeah. Uh, well, it's next... uh, the uh, story about the uh, plastic surgeon who's uh, uh, considered himself an artist. Um, unfortunately, his favorite artist was Picasso. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> But it does that, explain a lot of the uh, plastic surgery ups I've seen uh, yeah, over the past it, few years. It really <laughs> does. It really does. I'm not going to um, name names because it's just mean, you know. But it's it's a Hollywood epidemic. Please listen to Dr. Russ on this, guys. Mm. Our next question is from Anne in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. I have to slim down for a high school reunion, and I recently had a baby. Is there a way for me to drop 45 pounds in three months? Did she have the baby? She had the baby. uh, Okay, so there's that. My reaction uh, is one of sympathy for your plight because uh, um, really you're not wanting to lose the weight for the right reasons. Um, That is the health benefits uh, as opposed to the vanity. Uh, I I think that uh, besides uh, too rapid a weight loss uh, will result in potentially new health problems such as hardening of the arteries, gallstones that that uh, result from that yo-yo dieting. Um, a safe rate of weight loss would be about five pounds a month. So how about a uh, losing uh, 15 pounds safely in between now and then? I, I think that's uh, would be a more realistic goal and a safer you goal. You just had a you just had a baby. People will cut you some slack when they see a cute new human. Okay, you know, I'm just saying. You know, not to mention that. I mean, that that weight will come off too, but yeah, who, you know, not uh, gonna, uh, too nobody, rapidly. Nobody um, mad at you for making a human. You know, it's fine. All right. <laughs> so, good so luck. So, fifteen you know. pounds. So, and it's 15 pounds, according to Dr. Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next question is from Eldia, L- uh, E-L-A-D-I-A, in Detroit, Oregon. I did not know there was a Detroit, Oregon. Neither did I. All right. Eladia. Alexa says it's Eladia. There's so, Eladia in Oregon? Detroit, okay. Oregon. Wow, that's that's a new one for me. My hair is brittle and keeps breaking off in chunks. Is there something I can eat or a medicine I can take to make my hair healthier? Well, I'd say that these sort of uh, hair problems are a great nuisance. Uh, They don't necessarily represent a a serious uh, underlying condition. But uh, on the other hand, it can be a manifestation of underlying disease. So... uh, I, I think that a lady needs to uh, be examined by her, uh, or I should speak in uh, in uh, the uh, second person here. You, you need to be examined by your PCP, uh, a lady, your primary care doctor, for to examine you uh, for alopecia, which is hair loss. Uh, what what the pattern of it is. Uh, and to check for skin infestations uh, as well as to have metabolic studies uh, to test for thyroid deficiency, uh, autoimmune diseases can sometimes result in hair loss. Um, There's no diet per se for your problem, uh, 
and a variety of medications, uh, including steroids by mouth or injected, could help you. Uh, but a standard workup by your primary care physician is is your best first step. Yeah, that could be a sign of something way bigger than just changing your diet. So I, please, I have please. to. Yeah, I, I have to say, when I started using Dr. Ross's Palm Springs diet, I have lupus. I stopped with some of the hair loss and a lot of the problems. Just personal note there. So hmm. check your diet, go see a doctor, because those things kind of went away when I started doing that. Nice. Um, Dr. Ross, which was your favorite question today? Well, they're all so good. Uh, I think that uh, second question about... Uh, Dropping 45 pounds uh, is relevant to a lot of people. They 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 get impatient. They they want uh, immediate results, and uh, it's better to take the safe, uh, perhaps slower route. And uh, so I like that second question from okay. uh, Anne. So Anne in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we are going to be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. And for everyone else, if you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can find it on authorhouse.com, kennethrussmd.com, amazon.com. You can find the Palm Springs Diet everywhere. It really is fantastic. And um, for anyone with like autoimmune issues, I'm telling you, it really helps a lot. Dr. Russ, I know you have some new products coming out. Is there any – we only have about three minutes left, but is there anything you can tell us about – the new Palm Springs diet? Well, I'd ask your uh, listeners uh, if they've ever had a, a moment where they thought that uh, if they had something available, uh, something convenient, uh, uh, such as an under-the-tongue under spray, uh, if that would be useful for them to, uh, as an appetite suppressant or... Uh, uh, to diminish a food craving because I think we've all been there where uh, we're kind of uh, thinking that what they were about to eat shouldn't be eaten, but they, they have a hard time resisting. And so that, that's where uh, the new Palm Springs diet comes in. It's a, uh, a spray that is uh, comprised of Garcinia cambodica, which is a uh, a well-known, well-proven uh, weight loss supplement. Uh, we use a form of it called Citromax in our product, and uh, uh, I, I think a lot of people would uh, would find that a useful tool to um, avoid gaining weight and uh, in in the long run losing weight. And we're just about um, ready to have it on the market. Our our website is thenewpalmspringsdiet.com, and I don't want to disappoint your readers uh, because we're not quite online. It should be any day now, but they could at least uh, make a note of that if, if they're interested in, in purchasing the product and uh, go to that website in a couple days, and, and uh, they should be able to do so. Um, we're... Uh, we're doing studies on it. Um, it, it seems like a, a great product, and um, uh, so that, that's what's happening with, um, with our new product. 
I'm excited for that. It's everyone having their own personal version of Alexis. When I want a Girl Scout cookie, Alexis takes the box away from me and hits me in the face with it. So this is a much <laughs> better option than that. So oh, I think that was like the Kathy Griffith uh, suggested that, <laughs> that you know, she didn't, didn't know why Oprah would fluctuate with the weight. She can just pay somebody to slap the food out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, essentially, <laughs> yes. Okay, um, fair enough. All right. <laughs> How's that working out? It's, it's, I know Alex is. En- I know Alexis is enjoying the hell out of herself. But you know, that, there you go. Well, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to the palms, the new Palm Springs diet coming out. So, Dr. Ross, thank you so very, very much. You're welcome, Summer. I look forward to uh, speaking with uh, you and Paul again next week. So, have a good week. And well, we look you. forward to having you on next week, and we've got a pretty interesting show then. So, we've got some good questions oh. and some write-ins about the Palm Springs diet, and I want to ask you about that. All right. Thank you for, for being on the show. Very Dr. good. Okay, Guys, then. when we come back, we are going to be on with Noah Brown, Stephanie Hall, my assistant, Alexis Romero, Paul Michael Bolin, and myself talking about what it's like to be at the bottom of the Hollywood ladder and have everybody kick your ass, essentially. <laughs> We're going to be talking about everything... Um, Hollywood from the inside out, and let's face it, we've all worked with celebrities, good and bad. We're going to talk about those experiences. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. Again, guys, get a copy of The Palm Springs Diet. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. Uh, we do have some giveaways today. We have a giveaway from LA Lip Squad 24-Hour Lasting Lipstick and a float at Truress, Sedona, and or Las Vegas. And Alexis's giveaway this week is sex pants. They're pants you can have sex in because it's fucking Alexis. Um, so that's we've, we've just now made a section for Alexis's giveaways. Uh, I do want to give a special thanks to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios for making me gorgeous AZ Corpse crew because we love working with them at the Comic-Cons. Livestream Blood Bank, give blood if you can. Marchingapparel.com. Smashbox Makeup and True Tone Paint. So, guys, I do want to give a thank you to all of them because they are what makes entertainment possible. Uh, and I want to invite to the show, and I'm really excited to introduce people that have worked as assistants, are new to it, are old at it, um, have been there before. I know Paul's worked in every aspect of entertainment, and so have I at this point. I started as, a, as an assistant. We're going to have on my assistant. We're also going to have on... Noah Brown, who was the assistant to uh, assistant of events for founder and CEO of Easyway Networks, Eric Zuli. Uh, Noah has acted as a producer of sales technology for WTV. He's a computer specialist. He deals with a lot of tech problems and great with social media. We also have on Stephanie Hall who is the assistant to the president of Voice America, which is a channel you're listening to us on now or the channel that this originated from, if you're stealing it from somewhere else, which is fine with me too. Um, she's a recent graduate from Arizona State University with a major in theater, so she is very, very new to this. Uh, I started my career as... Uh, you guys know as a Victoria's Secret model, but after that, I ended up working as an assistant to one of the presidents of Paramount and uh, the rep for Viacom, a gentleman named Paul Giamatti Sr., because I'm sure you guys know his son, real douche. Mm. Uh, and of course, Paul, you've worked in damn near every aspect of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been in anybody's personal assistant for a long period of time, but you know, I probably don't have the patience for it so you know i yeah. tend to throw things back so so does my assistant you'd be great uh, <laughs> noah stephanie welcome to the show thank you thank you hi so we're talking about what it's like to start in entertainment you guys are in drastically different areas um my assistant alexis deals predominantly with studio noah you deal with a lot of live events um and online yeah. that sort of thing um Stephanie, you deal with, you know, internet mm -hmm. and radio, and Paul, you've dealt with film, studio, and indie. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, what was it like your first day, uh, I'm going to start with Noah, walking into this shit show? I mean, into <laughs> entertainment. Into well, entertainment. Shit show. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, my first project was to work with... Uh, Eric's uh, websites and all that and follow him and shadow him in, in certain events and um, you know you, you you go to these events and you meet all sorts of uh, variety of people from people that have no name in the industry whatsoever to people that you know if, if you even say their name wrong you might never work again and 
you know, this is so interesting how to how to start out in this business with Eric uh, the way I did. Um, but you know, as 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 you go through this this kind of charade, you 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 learn how to deal with the challenges of keeping your poise at these events, keeping your your cool, you know, not saying the wrong thing to the wrong person, uh, you know, not not doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's very exciting, but also yeah, very very much a job. Horrifying. Horrifying would be the word I'd use. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? What was your first day like? Well, originally, I actually started in the executive producer seat here at Voice America. Um, and it, I mean, it, you know, it's not for everyone. It, it, you kind of have to figure out where you fit in here. But, um, but kind of with entertainment, I mean, I've been doing theater and film since like junior high and high school. Uh, just like, you know, student films and theater productions throughout all of that. And then all the way through college. So I've kind of dealt with that level of entertainment, but I definitely know like the level that you guys are at is definitely <laughs> one I would love to reach one day. But I mean, here at Voice America, it's it's been a thrill. I mean, I I feel like every day I'm hearing about more people that I could potentially meet that will walk through the door. And I think that's absolutely incredible. And I'm excited to see how much further we're going to go into this. Well, that's also, everyone knows Jeff, as funny as that sounds. <laughs> everyone knows Jeff. I, I talk to people halfway across the world that know Voice America. I talk to people and it randomly comes up and somehow they know Jeff. So I, that doesn't surprise me. I think you'll meet a lot of interesting people. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, what was, and Lexis, you're on the line, right? Yes, I am. I'm not going to ask you what your first day was like. Uh, you cried. You started it as an intern. You cried, <laughs> and everyone told you you wouldn't last a week. And yet, uh, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you told me to go fuck myself. So I'm I'm very familiar with with. Oh, how I like you already. And you okay, get that enough. still on a daily basis. <laughs> Oh, we had the balls to do that myself. <laughs> Actually, she she walked up to me and said, "You're going to hire me. Let me tell you why." Because I was looking for somebody with experience, somebody who'd been in the industry and knew what they were doing, and Alexis wouldn't leave. So it it was a good tactic. Um, so it was a very very good tactic. What do it was you guys love at first sight, practically? Uh, uh, no, well, no, it was more single white female than love, but whatever. Um, but long term, what do you guys want to do in the industry? An assistant, it's a really hard job. I've, I've done it. Um, I did it for probably one of the most volatile, volatile men in Hollywood. Uh, for those that don't know, I've told this story before. My old boss threw a stapler at a director. He missed and hit me in the back of the head, yelled at me for not ducking, then had me give him back the stapler so he could throw it at a director. And this wasn't a small director. Like, this is a big-time director. Um, did you give the stapler back? Of course I did. I was terrified of Paul. And so was Alexis. Alexis wouldn't even answer the phone. God rest his soul. I know he's looking up at us, enjoying this conversation. But he's definitely burning in hell. Alexis was so afraid of him. She wouldn't even answer the phone when he'd call. She'd run it from like from wherever she was to me, screaming, he's calling, he's calling, he's calling. And you could hear him when he'd talk because he only had one volume, which was scream. So 
Yeah, it was it was interesting. I I worked for a 1940s caricature of what a executive would be. Smelled like cigars, drank liquor at 11 a.m. out of a decanter, like the whole night. I I essentially worked for a caricature, Um, but I knew what I wanted to do. For you guys, what brought you into doing this? What do you want to do? Noah, we'll start with you. Uh, One more time, the question. What do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to – you mean professionally in general? Yes. Why, why be an assistant? What do you want to do that this is going to take you to? I, I wanted to get a taste of, of Hollywood's uh, high life and its, its top people and see what, you know, if all the shows, they really, if those characters that, that did portray are truly, you know, what they're talking about. And also to, to pretend, potentially build a career that, that could last for me in, in life and not just be stuck in a minimum wage job. So I had that dream, That's- of course, but... Yeah, I definitely learned <laughs> there are some people that, that are pretty wild and uh, they, they weren't kidding about that kind of character and those, those kind of uh, shows that portray, you know, like you said, your boss was a character, caricature. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, working with Eric, he, he was actually much nicer than any of those caricatures. So I've dealt with, uh, with a very, very well-rounded and, and level-headed individual. So... I didn't uh, deal with that, so I don't have the experience of dealing with uh, some of the gnarly individuals, like you said. So, but you know, I learned the business, I learned the ins and outs of it, and uh, you know, I learned what not to do, what to do, and that's kind of what my aim was: is to figure out, you know, is, is this business the right for me, and you know, is there a future in it? Is there a career out of it? And uh, you know, I'm learning there is actual potential to make money, but also to have a good time and and. Uh, enjoy the arts, which was generally my intent, is to kind of break into the art scene, uh, the cinematic art, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of what it is in my mind. Let's just go down the line. Uh, the other guests we have, uh, same question. What do you want to do when you grow up? Um, for me, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would love to get involved in the film industry and in TV and in voice acting and stuff like that. Uh, that is definitely the route that I would love to go down. I mean... Hello? Th- Oh, there you Hey, Summer, you're oh, back. You're sorry. back. Uh, okay. Sorry. She, she's, she's answering the question that you asked him. So. Yes. Continue. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so, but my main, my main goal, the one, the one goal that really got me kind of, that kind of helped me decide where I wanted to go, what I wanted to major in when I was in college, um, is one that, you know, years ago, like actually, oddly enough, like about 10 years ago, I would have thought, oh, there's no way I can get into it now because it's all they have out is a cartoon series. Um, but now with everything that has been coming out, I'm like, my, I'm trying to shoot. It's a very long journey, but I would love to one day be involved in like the star Wars universe and in Lucasfilm and stuff like that, because I have a huge love and passion and I'm a big nerd. And that is the stuff that got me into loving, uh, and doing entertainment and theater and film and all that stuff through school and that told me, and I, I mean, I had the wise words of all my professors, you know, when, when, before I graduated, like, continue to do entertainment stuff, continue to make art, no matter how you're doing it. Even if you have to start at a small, like, a small low-level position, you'll build your way up in no time. And I think that's a perfect, I think this is the perfect place to start, for at least now. 
Well, I, I, I would say I actually did uh, distro on um, Solo, the new Star Wars film, and I'd offer to hook you up with people. <gasps> but I really respect Jeff, and he'd probably stab me. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd have to get permission from him before I could do anything like that. I will beg uh, on my hands and knees. <laughs> Um, Alexis, don't you- tell her that. Don't, don't, don't tell her that. You'll give her an idea. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, Alexis, what about you? What do you want to do? Um, currently, continue to assist you produce. Eventually, your boss. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It's a good, it's a good one to shoot for. Uh, so we all I, I have that dream. Eventually, we're our boss's boss. Oh, it's not that. I, she's right. If she gets into a position, if she's stuck with uh, the executive circuit, I'm damn good at distro, and I always make money, so I'm a good person to hire. Hmm. Uh, I got to where I want to be. <laughs> like I'm, I kind of got where I want to be. Uh, what about you, Paul? If what I'm going to ask everyone this. Because I, I want everyone to be really straightforward. And if you can't say, that's fine. But what was your worst experience kind of at the bottom of the Hollywood ladder? I'm going to start with uh, Paul. Mm. Uh, oh, God. I think it might have been, I think I was just, well, I don't know if I think I've told the story before. But I was uh, doing transfo on a film and I heard someone's. And I was talking to the uh, the uh, second AD, and I heard somebody screaming murder in the background. And eventually, I just had to ask, "What's going on?" I hear a woman screaming. Either she's having, she's giving birth, or somebody's murdering her with an axe. And then the AD told me that the uh, that the lady was in fact giving birth, but the producer, it was the producer's wife, and he was so cheap uh, because hospitals charge by the hour. He wasn't going to bring her in until she was fully dilated. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, oh, anybody else? I know that one Alexis. was pretty big up there. Go ahead. Uh, well, I got, I got knocked out by an A-list actor after he tried to sexually assault me, and my boss went in and kicked his ass, folded, and then threatened to uh, destroy his career if he ever came near me again. So that was yeah, a pretty I think interesting that one. The cake. No, I'd say you in the hotel room with the part with the product. Yeah, partner. I was gonna say I think that was absolutely my worst experience is being cornered by a potential product partner because I never got the contract signed and that still eats me till this day. Um, <laughs> getting cornered in his hotel in one of the hotel rooms, I think, was my worst experience. So, and then Alexis comes back in tears, and I'm furious. So, I've decided I'm burning this guy's business to the ground. The guy, by the way, no longer has a hotel. We did drive him out of business because I called everyone Four, I knew. Or three restaurants. Well, yeah, that's all gone. <laughs> like, I was furious. Alexis was so upset. She's crying, and I'm telling her, it'll be okay. I will handle this. Don't worry about it. He shouldn't have touched you. And she said, but he didn't sign the contract. I was more upset by the contract rather than the sexual assault, but yeah. <laughs> Alexis, I, I don't care if they pay if they assault you. <laughs> like, that's not worth it, dear. <laughs> like, I get that now. <laughs> she'd only been working for me for probably a month, and she, she wasn't upset that he'd assaulted her. She was upset that she hadn't closed the deal. <laughs> so... Yeah, I can kind of see that if he has to go back. 
Yeah. Oh you know, so there's <laughs> that. So yeah. I just don't want to go back. Yeah. So so that did not go well for the fellow. He uh, lost everyone in entertainment over that one. Shocking. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. <laughs> Like she was, she it was it was pretty funny, and for a girl that can hold her own, I found it very amusing that she didn't belt him. And she said, "Well, I didn't want to get in any trouble." And I, you know, for future reference, punch him in the face. So that's now the rule: if they touch you, punch them in the face. Um, Noah, what was your worst experience? Sorry, what? What was your worst experience in entertainment? In entertainment, uh, you know what? I've had so many good experiences. It, it just clouds my my memory on anything bad. But uh, uh, oh, you know what? Just the traffic, LA traffic. That's traumatizing on its own al- enough. <laughs> trying to get to, to trying to get to these events and dealing with uh, near near death traffic and, and being late an hour to something just because somebody decided to drive wrong. And, um, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, I can't, I cannot match what you and Alexis and everyone else has gone through. Uh, you know, hate to say I'm not in that boat, but, uh, I mean, at least my worst experience has been the just horrendous LA commute traffic, all that. Don't just give it time, sweetie. You'll, you'll either meet us or top us. Uh, Stephanie, right. what about yeah. yours? Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Noah here. I've I've had a lot of, uh, you know, at least fun and uh, exciting experiences. Um, Some that are also a little kind of on the boring side of just like, oh, well, nothing really happened. But I mean, um, I I can definitely say, though, that there's definitely been a couple of experiences where... Um, especially at, uh, I used to work at a comedy club for a period of time during college, uh, and, and there were definitely, uh, some interesting characters, especially when they're drunk, um, and also some, uh, coworkers who, you know, were, they, they were assholes. They didn't last long, of course, but, um, I mean, that would usually kind of, they, they would take it a step too far from the environment that was just kind of created there with everybody being almost like family to a point where the fact that like an asshole like this would come in and like you know just kind of be like that to everybody it was like oh what are you doing here get out <laughs> that that actually makes but yeah get out we have harmony mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> now i know noah wants to watch it because i know everyone wants to watch it because i don't want to make their old bosses uh i'm mad i'm i'm lucky my old boss is dead um I, no, i'm kidding I, I love him i hate that he is i i love him i hate that he is um I really did love that man. And Alexis doesn't give a damn what I think. So she's in the clear. And, well, Paul knows everyone. So if he pisses anyone off, they'll just go, well, that's Paul. Mm, yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> now, you were telling me a story with Jesse Ventura. Je- Jesse oh, Ventura's kid? Well, that, that, was, that was the reveal. Uh, I, there was a, I met this guy uh, named uh, Tyrell Ventura. And he was, this was like right after he had finished uh, being Sean Penn's personal assistant. Now, he mentioned that this was... Sean Penn was the craziest person that he'd ever worked for in his life, but you have to remember, this is Jesse the Body Ventura's kid, all right? <laughs> his father is, is, he has forgotten more about crazy than most of us will ever encounter, being as gloriously out of his mind his father is. So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, so he's probably one to avoid. I would say so. Well, Sean Penn's a dick anyway. And if he hears this, Sean Penn, you're a dick. Just, just FYI. Mm-hmm. I really don't get on with that man. There are a few of them that I don't get on with. Uh, the Rock being the one I hate the most, and that's, mm. just, that's just business. He and I have, have some friction. 
Um, but Everybody she loves The Rock. Okay, you know what? He and I have problems. <laughs> We've okay. had a lot of problems over the years. Um, but aside from The Rock, I think Sean Penn, uh, there, there are a couple, and Sean Penn goes in in the uh, category of just men that whose ass, who really needs a good ass kicking. Um, just I would like to point out that- it's not directly The Rock, it's his people. <laughs> Fine, I have trouble with The Rock's people consistently. See, um, there you go. So he can be the nice and wonderful person, it's just his people suck. So there I you fucking go. hate The Rock, <laughs> just to be clear. We play a game safe and not safe, where we talk about people that are safe and not safe. FYI, Sean Penn, not safe. Just so everyone knows that. That's, that's safe the for what? Yeah, from, from apparently everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not safe. Like, well, we talk about, you know, sexual assaults in Hollywood and people that are really difficult or dangerous or whatever. Stay oh, away from Sean Penn. He's a problem. Sh- Sean Penn is oh. a bad guy. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised that guy said that, and you know I actually I, I like his dad, <laughs> so we're good there. Guys, do you have any social media if anyone wants to follow you or get in contact with you or ask you guys about what it's like uh, to be an assistant or how to get into it? How would they get in contact with you, Noah? Um, yeah, I'll go with uh, that. You can go to um, uh, easywayaccess.com and easywaynetwork.com/slash uh, forward do, do slash Noah Brown, and that's where I'm at for that. And Facebook, Facebook slash uh, Noah Brown. No, okay, Noah Brown on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, you know what? I, I, I you're you're gonna hate me for this. I don't have my Twitter set up. Okay, so they can find you on Facebook. Yeah, and I'm branch out from there. Okay, and he'll have all his info there. Guys, we'll put up a link. Stephanie, if anyone wants to talk to you or find you, where can they find you? Uh, I don't have any uh, big uh, social media outreach. Uh, you can def- they can definitely follow me on Twitter though uh, at Jedi Sasha Monroe. <laughs> um, and I that guess that is the most badass Twitter handle I have ever heard. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, they can also, if they want, if they if they want to reach out to me on Facebook, there is a way to do so, and it also kind of uh, branches out from my uh, my Saber group that I'm with. You can re- uh, you can re- reach out to me at syndicatesaberunited dot com and on Facebook. We're going to put links to that, and I'm following Saber Sasha, the Jedi thing. That's awesome. Uh, Paul, of course, you can find at The Militant Moderate and listen in to his podcast. You can find it on, Paul? Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Of course, uh, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and the YouTube channel. What he said. Mm-hmm. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. If you guys have any questions for these guys, write them in. We'll forward them over. We'll put up their info. Thank you very, very much for joining us. As for our giveaways this week, please tell us um, the name of the the kid who worked for Sean Penn. Paul said his name, and you'll get a choice of any of the giveaways, uh, including Alexis's sex pants for some god unknown reason. <laughs> I'm Summer Helene. They are very, very nice sex pants, I'll tell you that. They're very nice sex pants, yep. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.